Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We're going to talk today about team building activities. I have had a number of calls from clients recently who I think because of COVID and the fact that many folks are still working remotely, the organizations are feeling a little bit disconnected from some of their their teams and some of their employees. And so a lot of folks are looking at team building activities. In fact, I read an article yesterday, and I think it was in the Business Times, where they were saying that one of the fastest growing industries are team building companies, companies that are offering team building activities. So, you know, we'll do a challenge course in Lake Tahoe, a ropes course, or we'll all go Formula One driving at the, the race course in Sonoma, or we'll do something that is amazing and fun and energizing. And it sounds great. And a lot of times it is, right? So we get everybody together, especially if we have a lot of remote workers and we get people together and we talk about how we're doing and what's going on and we connect through an activity. Love that idea, brilliant, fabulous initiatives. I want you all to keep doing it. But one of the things that has been coming up is our clients are choosing activities that are not appropriate for everyone. So we have a client recently who wanted to do whitewater rafting as a team building activity. They have 15 people on the team, nine of whom are 65 years of age or older. They don't want to go whitewater rafting, but they didn't want to tell this leader that they didn't want to go whitewater rafting because they felt like they were being the wet blanket. And so the client called me and said, gosh, I, you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, they don't want to go whitewater rafting. What if I split the team? This is funny, right? What if I split the team and we'll have the young kids who want to go whitewater rafting, we'll have them go whitewater rafting. And for the other folks, you know, we'll do a tour at the Crocker Art Museum. And I sort of giggled and said, well, um, the whole team building thing, you kind of need to be together right? We have to think of an activity that everyone wants to do and everyone is able to do. Not only because that's how we drive collaboration and that's how we drive leadership, that's how we drive team building, but also because don't forget about the law. We have to offer the same benefits and privileges of employment to all of our employees and applicants whether or not they have a disability, all right? So when we say to someone, oh yeah, we're gonna do whitewater rafting, you're in a wheelchair, I mean, maybe you could meet us at the end, obviously that is not going to fly. So we get focused, I think, on our legal obligations when it comes to hiring and training and interviewing and equipment that somebody might use. But I think we sometimes forget about the benefits and privileges of employment requirement. And that is something that is critical when you are planning a team building event. You've got to think about whether the event is accessible to everyone. So not only do you need to think about the budget, how much are we going to spend? By the way, can we spend more for executives? Sure. 
Could that create a morale problem? Maybe, but it's legal. Remember, you can offer different benefits to different groups of people. You just can't make a distinction between people who are similarly situated, right? So if you are going to take, for example, your favorite employee and say, all right, you go take this $5,000 and do an employee engagement, team building activity for them. And then you take your least favorite manager who is barely hanging on and say, you got 500 bucks. Maybe you should have a pizza party, right? That is never going to work, right? That is not what we mean by team building. Unfortunately, I think sometimes we look at team building as a box we can check. Okay, let's see. I did the budget for next year. I've got ideas about new products I want to roll out. Oh, yeah, there's that team building thing I have to do. All right, I'll call somebody to do that. Next item on the list. It's not how it works. Team building needs to be a big part of your organization. And it's got to be accessible to everybody. I'm in the middle of trying to figure this out, you guys. We have a beautiful office in Sacramento. Hardly anyone comes to it. We have always had a small group of lawyers who work out of their house. And um, all of them started working in the firm when they were first hired. And for one reason or another, they have chosen to work outside of the office. And that's been fine. It's worked well. There's been no problem. But after COVID, there's almost this expectation that people should get to choose whether or not they want to work at home. They feel they're more productive at home. Ironically, I am less productive at home, but I won't go into that. The feeling that most of the folks have in our firm and the people we interview for open positions is, yeah, I want to work at home. I mean, if I have to come to the office, I guess I could come a day or two a week. And I'm struggling with how to maintain our culture. If I see somebody once every six months, I don't like that. I'm just going to be honest. I'm happy to give it to them because it's what they want. But I think we both lose. It's harder to have a collaboration. Yesterday, the two of our lawyers who are more often in the office, um, one of them was telling me about a Title IX investigation she's doing. And it was so great because we didn't have to make an appointment to talk. It wasn't a one-on-one that we were having. I was walking down the hall. I asked her what she was doing and how things were going. And she got a minute to tell me about this investigation. And she was so enthusiastic about it and so happy about it. We got to have a connection that I find really challenging over Zoom or over the telephone. So when you think about team building, now that we have so many hybrid workforces and so many people who are working 100% at home, these team building activities become more and more important. And I understand why organizations are allocating significant resources and significant energy to trying to find team building exercises and activities that work. And I applaud the effort. It's exactly what we should all be doing. I'm looking at having like a quarterly firm meeting that is a day-long event where everybody who works outside of the office comes in and we do a team building event, we have a meal together, we do some sort of funny, fun activity, I don't know what, but I wanna find a way to connect with everyone. And sometimes I wonder, is that just for me? Do they not care about that? 
do they not need that? But I think most people want it. Most people want that connection. So when you're sitting down looking at team building activities, there are five things I really want you to consider. The first thing is equity, all right? What do you want to do for each part of your organization? If you have a small uh, company like mine, you know, 20 people, it's easy to include everybody in the same activity or event. If you're a larger organization, you may have to make distinctions. You may have to have different activities for different teams or different groups. Equity is important. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How much is it going to cost? Do they do it during work time, right? So those equity issues, we definitely need to think about. The second thing to consider is communication. How are you going to explain what the event is? Are you going to require participation? If you do remember, it's got to be paid time. So for that reason, most organizations will do it during the workday. How are you going to get everybody excited about it? How much notice are you going to give them? Particularly folks who have been working remotely, they may have schedules that are a little different from everybody in the office. They may have obligations that they've sort of addressed in the middle of the day by extending their workday. So we want to think about how are we going to communicate about this event so everybody gets excited about it. The third thing you want to do is think about logistics. Where are we going to have it? How are people going to get there? What about the food we're going to provide? I have clients who are doing three-day team building activities at Silverado Resort in Napa where they're doing golfing and tennis and yoga and they have food and they have entertainment. They've got to think about how do they want everyone to get there? Where's everybody going to park? Who's going to organize the thing? And obviously something like that is huge. For most of us, we're doing a couple of hours of an activity, right? We're all going bowling. We're all going to uh, meet together at a pub to have a happy hour, whatever it might be. But you've got to think about logistics. Who's in charge of it? Where is it going to happen? How are we going to get there? The fourth thing I want you to think about is frequency. How often do you want to do it? Do you want to make it sort of a tradition? Do you want to just be more spontaneous where you just got a new big client, you just landed a big account, um, you just got approval from the government for a really important part of a project? Think about how frequently you're going to do it. And for some of you, you might think of that as being logistics, but it's really a separate issue because there are pros and cons to having a time where everybody knows, look, we're having team building the first weekend in June and the first weekend in January. So block that time off. We'll be letting you know what the activities are and we'll be giving you plenty of notice so you can get here and make appropriate arrangements. There are also pros and cons to just being spontaneous and saying, gosh, you know, I miss you guys. We've been working together now remotely or on a hybrid basis for a while. I want to see you. Let's get together. So think about what would work best for your team. And you don't have to do it the same way every time. You might decide, look, we're just going to decide when we feel like it's time more organically to have a team building event. And then we'll decide what we want to do and how we want to do it. The last thing I want you to think about is what I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. Is it accessible to everyone? 
Are you picking an activity that people want to do? Should you do an anonymous survey? Should you come up with 10 things and let people vote on them anonymously so they don't feel pressure? How should you choose what you're going to be doing? That's all going to be in your discretion so long as you're providing those same benefits and privileges of employment to everyone. That is a very important factor that you always need to look at. And that is not only a morale issue. As we talked about earlier, that is a legal issue. You've got an obligation under the Fair Employment and Housing Act and the ADA to provide those benefits and privileges to everyone. So you've got to be careful about how you do that. Here's the bottom line, everybody. Team building activities are more important now than ever. Even, by the way, if you have a workplace where everybody is still working on site and nobody's working remotely, we all get busy. We all get into our own lives. We all get stressed by what's going on in the world. Taking a little break, taking a little step back is a really important way for us to bring everyone together. Because even if we're physically in the same place, that doesn't mean we're connected. That doesn't mean that we are really as cohesive as we could be. And in these days of challenging recruitment and challenging retention, where we're trying to get and retain the very best talent, the more you can do to create the positive culture, the collaboration, the cohesiveness on a team, the more successful you're going to be at recruiting candidates who are going to really add to the bottom line and to keeping employees who you don't want to go anywhere, to really retaining your top talent. This is a very important way to do it with these team building activities, but you've got to make sure you do it right. So think about it, strategize, plan, communicate, trade ideas back and forth, figure out what other people are doing, and then come up with a plan that you like and that your employees like, and then go get it done. There's nothing like a positive event to build the camaraderie that we need to succeed in a pretty tumultuous world. Everyone, thank you so much for listening here today. Have a great week and go out and get it done. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 